Prepare yourself to invest a few minutes with the Make Each Click Count podcast to discover new details in how to accelerate your sales and profits while making sure you're getting the absolute most out of your online marketing dollars. Hosted by Andy Spiegel, who's been running paid click campaigns for his clients for 20 plus years. Join us and discover what's working today and start making each click count. Without further ado, here's the acclaimed author of the Make Each Click Count book series, the founder of True Online Presence, the founder of Make Each Click Count University, and the host with the most, Andy Spiegel. Welcome to the Make Each Click Count podcast. This is your host, Andy Spleichel. And today we are happy to welcome our next guest to discuss today's topic, which is SEO versus PPC. Does it even matter if your website does not convert? This week's guest is the co-founder of Merged Media, as well as the host of the Merged Marketing Podcast. A big welcome to Jason Hunt. Hi, Jason. Hey there, Andy. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. It's great. We're happy to have you. Now, one of the reasons that I find your agency so fascinating is the fact that you not only offer social media marketing, paid ad marketing, and SEO, which is pretty standard, but you also offer web design, photography, and web hosting, which is a bit unusual for a, for a search engine marketing agency. Now, as the founder of my own search engine marketing agency, I find that many times conversion is the biggest issue a client has, opposed to going out and, and directing the proper traffic to a website. My question is, is that why you decided to offer web design? I love this question. Um, to be honest and completely transparent, I think it's important to kind of give a background on, on how Merged Media came to be and, and how we got to where we are at today. Sure. And, and so back in, back in 2015, um, I was in I was in the digital advertising space for for years. I uh, got into it back in 2011, but um, so I had a bit of a background in it, selling you know selling banners on websites like real estate uh, for years, and then uh, started my own social media agency back in 2015. And we got to work with a lot of clients in a short period of time. You know, hitting the ground running, literally going into restaurants and small businesses, asking them if we could manage their social media for them. When back in 2015, it was kind of cutting edge. Fast forward to 2022, and, and I'm the 38th person that's called a business about social media marketing in a given day. <laughs> so things have changed uh, quite quickly. And, and in 2019 is when I met my business partner, Todd Foster, who owned uh, Casio, uh, which is one of the leading, social, uh, leading SEO companies in Canada. And I say leading because if you Google SEO companies, you're going to find Casio there up near the top. Um, so it was, I made the decision to merge my company with his and put all of the subject matter experts under one roof collaborating together on projects. And, and I think to, to, to answer your question there, Andy, um, when you talk about conversions, um, you can't just rely on just one source of marketing um, for all the heavy lifting for your, your marketing budget and to drive those conversions. You really do need to look at a multi-channel approach to see what is actually driving those conversions. Um, and, I, and I'll stop there because I can definitely elaborate on that, but I'll let you uh, interject. So you were the one that was offering the social marketing, and then your partner was offering the SEO and the web design? 
That's right. So he was offering SEO as well as a portion of that was the web design, primarily SEO. But naturally, when you're doing SEO, there is an element of page designs that need to be happening in terms of, you know, formatting a certain page to facilitate the word counts and all that type of stuff. So social media or sorry, website design became another pillar in the business. He was already doing it. But when he when we merged our companies together, we actually acquired a local web design company to take over that pillar because, you know, unbeknownst to us, web design is really a beast on its own. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, today you said 2022, and you had mentioned the fact, you know, you're the 22nd company to, to call mm. asking if you can take over their website, um, their social media marketing. So I guess my question is, in all these services you guys offer, you know, you have the SEO, you have the social media marketing, the, the pay marketing, where is the most of your business for your agency? Yeah, so the, the majority, so when we merged companies, it was essentially 50-50 um, in terms of social and SEO. Um, now, if I were to break it down where the percentage is, I would say it's probably 60% SEO. Um, we got quite a, a strong SEO team and full of copywriters. And we've also you know, formed some partnerships with some pretty big publications to do the SEO for them. Um, hence why it's becoming the majority of our business right now. And I would say social is probably making up a good 30%. A lot of it is on the paid side of it, where previously there was a lot of emphasis on organic. But um, you know, I, I do preach to a lot of clients, there is less of a benefit to posting organic to your channels now. And if you are going to do organic, I suggest doing it yourself and not hiring external to do that. You know, let's, let's, let's stop there for a second. Is yeah. there any benefit to posting organic anymore now that the algorithm is almost pay to play? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, a lot of people will probably debate me on this and, and die on this hill, but you know, it's um, it, it, I, I personally, just by seeing the slow, the, the decrease in organic reach nowadays, um, and people can sniff a stock photo a mile away. Um, you know, they're really, and that's why I do encourage clients. If you're going to spend any time doing anything digital, you know, spend the time posting yourself on your social media platforms, because, you know, the social media organic posting is complementary to, you know, the, the Google paid or the Facebook paid that you are doing, because it's just, you're getting in front of those people that are already familiar with your brand. You're not really extending your reach past that. Now you had mentioned, um, you know, your, your, how it's 60% SEO and, and the rest social and, and paid, but do you have any specialties? I mean, is there, where's, where's your bread and butter? Are you working with e-commerce? Are you working with, you mentioned restaurants, where, where are most of your clients? What, uh, what industry? Yeah, in 2022, this this seems like it changes every couple of years. Um, obviously, the pandemic had a lot to do with a massive pivot in our business, where uh, I'll talk previous to the pandemic, where we were working quite heavily in the restaurant space, quite heavily in dental, um, quite heavily in these businesses that were all hit hard by the pandemic. So we found ourselves in March 2020 having to pivot towards things like home improvement, um, uh, real estate, businesses that were thriving, people were investing in, in, in their properties and not so much on, on travel, which was another big pillar of our business prior to the pandemic. Um, so naturally, we found ourselves working quite heavily in real estate. And, and it's not even by design. A lot of businesses were just being attracted to us from these industries, and we were getting a lot of referrals in certain spaces. So we, we've partnered with one of our clients to acquire 
a pretty big real estate magazine here in Canada called Canadian Real Estate Wealth and um, and Real Estate Professional Canada, which are massive publications. And we ended up doing an entire redesign and doubled their traffic in, in a year. And we have all the copywriters for these publications in house, and which is awesome. Um, um, we get to see we get to see the the growth of those publications firsthand. So right now, I would say to to answer your question, Andy, I would say it's very heavy into real estate property management and home improvement, uh, predominantly, probably making up a good sixty to seventy percent of our business. Are you exclusively exclusively professional service then, or do you have any e-commerce clients? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. So we definitely work with e-commerce as well. Um, naturally, a lot of those businesses have been with us for quite a while, um, and a lot of businesses we used to work with um, before the pandemic were those little tiny. You know, they there were these little e-commerce products, not even e-commerce at the time, just trade show businesses. They go along the trade shows, um, you know, like carnies at a carnival and, and selling at little booths and things like that, whether it be, you know, organic soaps or, or microfiber towels. And so when the pandemic hit, these kind of businesses needed to pivot. They needed that digital transformation. So we were able to help them facilitate that by building them an e-commerce website, showing them the steps that they need to do to drive online traffic to their stores, as opposed to just relying on the brick and mortar. Now, one service that I did notice you were missing, speaking of e-commerce clients, was Amazon ads. Mm. So have you thought about getting into management of Amazon or is that a, a purposeful omission? You know, having you on our, one of our previous episodes, Andy, of the Merged Marketing Podcast definitely opened up our eyes to Google Shopping and Amazon ads. Um, but for uh, for us, it has not been a focal point for us. Now, the attention is there. So, it, you know, it, I'm not denying that. But, you know, we also don't want to spread ourselves too thin either. We have pillars in our business that we, we stand by and, and, and we want to stay strong at what we're good at. Now, let's go back to SEO because you had said 60% or so of your Businesses SEO right now, and that seems to be a industry that is prone to con artists. And hmm. you know, I I like to hear some stories. It might be my uh, inner self. You always slow down and look at the car wreck. But do you have any stories about clients that have come to you after previously being burned with working with a shoddy SEO company? Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I'm glad you brought up the question. We're a white hat uh, SEO company. There's a lot of black hat. Uh, companies out there, but that black hat, a lot of that black hat stuff is going to hurt you um, in the long run. And and keep in mind, I I'm a creative guy, I'm a social media guy, but I've learned a lot over uh, since we uh, merged with an SEO company about this space. And my business partner, Todd Foster is very deep in the space. He's a well-known SEO and, uh, and, and is in charge of a lot of these, uh, of an SEO group specifically with 3000 people. So he's, he, he understands the business and, and, and the black hat side of it and, and the repercussions that can happen to businesses when they do black hat tactics or outdated tactics. And, um, and that's something that Google's just getting better at better at sniffing out. So it's important to, to, to play by the rules and, and, and be the good guy in the SEO space. A lot of benefit to that. But yes, we have had a lot of clients come to us. Um, we'll go in there and see that there's a lot of spammy links being sent to their website by some company um, that, that promises the world. And, and that's going to happen. So you know, for anybody out there listening, I strongly suggest understanding really what that SEO company is doing for you and not just go for the the cheapest one you can find. That's something you definitely don't don't want to do with SEO is find the cheapest. You might be able to get away with that with social media uh, management, but it doesn't really work on SEO. Um, for us, we don't do cookie cutter SEO packages. The way we price it is we look at what your competition's doing and the resources we need to allocate towards your campaign in order to compete. 
if I were to give you a cookie cutter package and I know, and you're a dentist in, in downtown Toronto or downtown San Francisco, you know, there's, it's going to be hard to try to compete with the competitors with a cookie cutter package for $500 a month. You know what I mean? So that's where the, that's where we'll look at your, you look at your business, look at the competitors and, and let you know exactly what we're going to be doing. Cause a lot of it with SEO, a lot of business owners don't have the, the, the tolerance or patience to understand what SEO is. They'll just throw money at it and be like, okay, go and rank me first page for dental in San Francisco. Um, but I really suggest that you go into it and understand, get a fundamental understanding of exactly what your SEO company is doing for you. Now, what about content? Are you advising clients on what kind of content to create? Are you creating the content? Are you offering guidance in the structure of the content for the SEO? How does, how does that work? Yeah, so uh, our copywriters are in-house. We use a platform, or not a platform, a tool called Surfer SEO, which is a very handy tool um, for our copywriters. Um, they'll make sure that they, when they're writing that content, they're including those keywords that are in line with those people that are competing for those keywords that you're trying to rank for. And... Um, and for content, typically what we'll do is we'll do our keyword research up front and we'll talk to our clients. We'll actually provide them with a list of those keywords and the search volumes associated with those keywords and let us know which keywords you actually want to go for. And from there, we will create the content based off of that. Uh, we do a lot of keyword clusters and uh, where we'll do uh, pillar pages and things like that to try to drive all the uh, basically, I, I don't know if you want to get into the weeds of what a pillar page is, but uh, we we basically are are doing a, a thorough content plan in term and and in terms of what those keywords are that we want to rank for, and have those all linked back to a pillar page where it'll be kind of like that master page that gets a lot of the attention and traction. Now you can get all the relevant traffic, whether it's organic traffic or paid traffic, but if it doesn't convert, it doesn't really matter. Do you have some tips? from your web design side that you can share that your team may use when they're designing a website that could help a listener improve their conversion rates. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, a lot of people, and we always tell our clients, you don't need to go out there and spend thousands and thousands on a website. It's, it's not, in, in my opinion, it's not necessary. Um, you know, people nowadays, there's just a lot of noise out there and people don't have time to sift through a five to 10 page website. Really, they're looking for a solution to their problem. And if you can, First of all, get a contact form above the fold on a website that's right when you load up a screen, that contact form is sitting right there. Um, that's a good start because people just want the answer to their problem. And if you can, the easier you can provide that, the better conversion you're going to get. Um, so ensuring that a, it's, it's a simple, it's a simple site doesn't need to be too complex. You, there are elements and pages that you'll need to ensure it's SEO optimized. It's tough to SEO optimize a one page website. You should have, you need to have an about us section, blog section, blog role, all that type of stuff. But one thing that's important to talk about conversion versions is, and I'm going to flip it and talk about, you know, one of the benefits of, of having an agency that, that controls everything is ensuring that you have that Facebook pixel on that website. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that Facebook pixel is going to allow you an opportunity to retarget that traffic. That's spending time on your website. That's spending time on a, pic, a particular page, learning about a particular service that you offer. It's it's you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't take that opportunity to get a very specific ad in front of that user the next time they're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook. And and just a question for you, Andy. Uh, well, kind of just a thought. It's like when somebody Google's something, and 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 finds a solution to the problem, typically. And correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not just looking at your one site and making a, a decision based on that. They're probably surfing around a bit looking for the best deal or best offer that, that suits them. No, of course. Of course. So, and, and if you're not getting in front of them, 
10 minutes later with an Instagram swipe up ad, you know, in, you know, encouraging or talking about some of the features or a testimonial or success story on why they should buy your product, then I think you're missing a huge opportunity. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. One of the items you had mentioned, a, a contact form or, or a call to action, you didn't mention client testimonials. How important do you find that to be for conversion? Yeah, I think client testimonials are, are very important as well as those those reviews that are on your, your GMB. Um, you know, they're, they're very important. It's credibility, right? Like if you don't, if you're a business that's not getting that business through a referral, then hundred percent, you have to have good testimonials and success stories. And typically what you want to do is, is map out that customer journey, right? Somebody Googles, uh, you know, an issue they have or a problem or, you know, looking for a local dentist. Well, okay. So they're looking for a local dentist. Um, they're definitely going to look at your reviews, but let's say they just don't have time and they're just looking through finding the one that's closest to their house. Um, if you pop up a, a testimonial ad of a great experience your kid had at the dentist with an Instagram swipe up, just to get them back to that website to book that appointment, I think that's a I think that's a great journey for that client. They're undecided, and one of those things that you can't really address on your website is how maybe or how how great customers had an experience with your business or with your your dentist, for example. So having that Instagram swipe up or Facebook ad in their face to solidify that and 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 ease the the um, I don't want to say buyer's remorse, but ease any objections they might have is a great customer journey. So you guys are using, obviously, you mentioned a few times the Facebook ads for retargeting. Are you using Google retargeting or any other retargeting outside of Facebook? Yeah, definitely. So Google retargeting, obviously, there's a, a lot of power to that. Um, yeah, we're definitely leveraging that as well for clients that are doing Google ads with us. Um, and, uh, and, and some of those clients that are doing like, you know, the SEO where they're getting a lot of organic traffic, you definitely want to have that remarketing set up on the Google side um, if it warrants it. You know what I mean? And, uh, and obviously if it's within budget as well, um, Google ads can get, can get pricey depending on the budget that you have. And, and if, if you have a budget that's, that's just too small to compete, then your budget might be spent uh, better spent elsewhere. Now, do you have a favorite success story from one of your clients you could share? Favorite success story. I, I think one of the great success stories is a local landscape company, uh, who, we started working with uh, back in 2019 and uh, just a small guy, you know, he was doing some local lawn care and then snow removal. And he was only generating two to $300,000 a year in revenue. And so when we brought him on board, he didn't have the budget to partner with us on a level of paying thousands of dollars a month for SEO, social Google ads, all that stuff. So we gave him the option and we saw he had a, a very strong drive and determination and he was young and hungry. So we said, you know what? give us some equity in your business. And so he, he gave us a slice of his business to do all the marketing for him so he can focus on growing the business and the infrastructure and growing a, 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 a landscape business. And it was funny because after working with him for a period of time, um, the first snowfall came, I think it was in the winter of 2020. And this guy's phone got 85 calls in a matter of two hours. Wow. Um, and a lot of that was credit to the SEO. Uh, if you were to look up SEO companies in, in Guelph, Ontario, or sorry, not SEO companies, snow removal companies in Guelph, Ontario at the time, he was number one, two, and three in the Google map pack. So you were getting all of those leads were going right to his phone. 
And, uh, and that was great because it was just from there. Now you're getting these leads and, and you can't even handle that many leads. He couldn't handle that many leads. So that's okay though, because we created a nurture sequence for him through email, you know, retargeting campaigns and all this stuff. And in the next year, he was a $1.3 million company. Wow. That's great. It was amazing. And, and it was, and the key point was that he's not the one trying to do all the marketing himself, right? Um, a lot of business owners out there are wearing a lot of hats and trying to do everything, but spinning tires at the same time. So he was able to take that risk and delegate uh, that work and, and give a piece of his company away to a company like ours that can really take it to the next level. And as an agency, we're, we're very invested in the success of that company. So now we're in 2020, uh, 2022, we've hired a franchise consultant that's helping us franchise that business now across Canada. Now, I'm guessing that that's not normal in taking a piece of the business. Mm. There's not enough hours in a day, right? So you, we got to be very selective with the businesses that we choose to have those type of partnerships partnerships with. Um, obviously, in his case there, you know, growing a company from 200 to 1.3, um, we're able to use the resources we have um, in it to, to do that. But since then, we have partnered with other companies uh, like a real estate magazine. We partnered with one of our clients to acquire that. I uh, mentioned that where we have the copywriters and we're doing the SEO. It's all done in-house. Um, as, as, uh, but those two are the two big partnerships that, that we're doing right now. But most of the time, uh, you know, 90% of our clients are paying us a monthly retainer. Now, are there any challenges that you find you struggle with in any of your services providing results for your clients? You know what? To be completely honest, I think the biggest challenge in, in that regard is website management. I think that I would say website management can get challenging um, because it's one of those things in our business when we're so focused on performance and results, um, you know, when a client wants to update a picture on their website or something like that, it's, 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 it's a part of our business, but it's definitely, it's, it's time consuming and labor intensive. And um, there's not, a, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, there's not a whole lot of reward in that, especially when you're performance based. Um, but web management can get tricky because there is a lot of, uh, touch points involved, a lot of communication involved with that. And, you know, running a full service agency, I would say web management side of it is a side that, um, that, that is the biggest uh, hurdle in terms of maintaining strong relationships. But fortunately we've, we've, there's a tool that we use called WP runner, which helps WordPress sites out. And, uh, and that tool is proven to be very, uh, very helpful in terms of uh, doing the, uh, the execution on that web management stuff. Is WordPress your preferred platform? Yeah, WordPress, I would say about 80% of our websites are WordPress and the rest are Shopify. Now, personally, are there any business books out there that you can attribute to your journey as an entrepreneur? Love this question. Um, I'm not a huge reader, but the books that I have read have had a huge impact on on my entrepreneurial journey. And and The One Thing, um, there's a book called The One Thing, which uh, is by the owner of Keller Williams real estate. I really want to get the author of this. It's Keller. Keller. Yes. It's uh, of course, one thing, one direction is the first thing that comes up in a Google search. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's right. Um, is it Henry Keller? I think it's Gary Keller. Gary Keller. That's it. That's it. Gary Keller. That book there is one of the uh, books I've completed from front to back. And I live by that every day. Every day I pull up my checklist and I squint my eyes and what really matters on this checklist here to get me to the goal. You know, and that, and that's, and I live by that every day. That would probably be my personal Bible. Now your bio says that you used to live in Japan and you were the front man for a rock and roll band. How did you go from that to running a search engine marketing agency? 
that's 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 a good story. That's a good one. So um, when I finished university, um, I didn't want to settle down yet. I wanted to travel, and the best way to do that is get paid and teach English abroad. So um, I looked at the map and I, I chose Japan, and uh, the company sent me to Osaka, Japan. Uh, actually, a little town outside of Osaka called Nara. And from there, I, I started, um, I love music. I always have been a fan of music. And I was a roommate with an Italian beatboxer. And I was, uh, you know, in, in a previous life, I was a rapper. So I would, uh, I would rap to my roommate that did the beatbox. And then uh, we wanted to add a couple more instruments aboard. So we got a couple of guitarists that were students of ours. And uh, then we formed a band. And uh, I was a very mediocre singer at best. But through the marketing of that band, using the likes of MySpace at the time and SoundClick and Facebook was just emerging. It was 2007. I was able to manufacture a tour of Japan, which was pretty wow. cool. And, uh, and that was one of the best times of my life, to be honest. But I had an epiphany during those years. And I, and I realized um, I loved performing and I loved making the music, but I liked marketing the music even more. And it was at that point where I realized that marketing was the journey I wanted to go down and uh, fast forward a decade. And that's where I'm starting my own marketing agency and, and doing what I love to do. So what do you think that most companies get wrong when looking to, to hire an agency like yours? I think the thing that they, that, that they do wrong is they not doing their due diligence. Um, you know, they might see a flashy ad that looks really good, looks cool. Okay, I want that agency to work for me. But, you know, really uncovering the layers of the onion to understand that business at its core. Now, keep in mind, back in 2015, I was the first agency that a lot of these businesses talked to. Now, nowadays, and you know, every business I talk to has, has worked with probably three or four agencies in the past, and they just haven't been happy. Um, so knowing that it's understanding, you know, not just how great the agency is, but how that agency fits with them. You know, I'm not going to say every client that comes aboard the merge media is a perfect fit. They're not, you know what I mean? And, and every, not every agency is the same. Some agencies are very hands-on with you and, and hands-on with the creative process, hands-on with the journey, a lot of touch points that some agencies are like that. We are like that with some clients. And then you have agencies that uh, they have, they're working with a business owner and they like to be in their silo and they work hands off and they, they're autonomous. So I think what a business owner needs to do and what they do wrong is not doing enough research into themselves to find out what they actually need aside from just get me leads and get me results. I think that's overlooked a lot of the time. So people need to do a deep dive and how is this digital agency going to be that piece to our puzzle to make everything run smoothly and avoid any hiccups or issues with that whole transitional process, you know, and obviously managing those expectations. Now, what problems do you believe that you're solving for your clients and, and how are, are your agency standing apart from the competition? Yeah. So I like to call, I like to use ourselves as kind of the outsource CMO. Um, and so because we are that one-stop shop, we can offer everything in-house, you know, our SEO team and SEO team, our SEO team, social, Google ads, web design are all collaborating under one roof at one table. So we have that point person that's the outsourced CMO for our clients that can give suggestions and directions on where they should deploy that marketing budget. So if a client comes to us and it's like, oh, or if a client, somebody comes to us and says, hey, I want leads. Well, I'm not just going to go to them like I would in 2016 and be like, hey, you got to be doing Facebook ads. Social media is the way to go because I have a plethora of other services behind me that I can look at their business from a holistic point of view and be like, okay, well, you know what? Facebook isn't the play right now. 
your target audience is searching for this keyword in Google and there's a lot of high intent there. So why don't we, why don't we do Google ads? Let's do Google ads for three months. Let's generate some ROI for your business. And then let's transition into an SEO campaign in, in quarter two, once you have more capital to invest into the marketing. These are kind of conversations we can have with our clients. Now, your agency is located in Canada, eh? Hey, yes, it is, eh? <laughs> I'm, I'm fluent in Canadian. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> now, you serve clients, though, in U.S. and Canada, all over the world. Where are most of your clients? Most of our clients, I would say, uh, I would say 75% are in Canada, uh, 25% in the U.S. And we have a couple over in Europe as well. And, uh, and that breakdown, uh, you know, a lot of it comes from a lot of uh, local businesses, communities that we're a part of. We do get a lot of business from that. We're a part of the BNI, um, but also we're also branching out into some international groups as well. And we're starting to see a lot of business come from those avenues. But naturally, because we are situated in Canada and we're partnered with a couple big um, Canadian publications, we do get a lot of business coming to us from Canada. Now, what makes the perfect client for your agency? I think the perfect client is, and just to go back to what I said a second ago, is that client that has the understanding of exactly what they want and exactly what they need. And they have, they're able to deploy the patients. A client that's not good for us is a client that's looking at the numbers in the first 30 days and expecting the world. Um, even within the first three months, the best clients for us are the ones that can deploy patients. Um, naturally, you know, when a client starts with us, obviously in the first couple of months, there's, there's an element of being hands-on until the agency like us understands the brand and gets the brand voice correct. And once that's all mapped out and there's full confidence on both ends that we've got this, then they typically can go back and focus on doing what they do best, which is growing their own business while we focus on the digital. So it's almost like not rather than hiring an employee in-house to do the marketing, they can pay us at a fraction of the cost and include the ad spend in it as well at the, at the same cost as you would hiring an internal employee. And that, that is really the sweet spot for us is being that one-stop shop that, you, that takes care of the marketing while they focus on growing their business. Now, how can an interested listener, perfect or not, learn more about working with you? Absolutely. Thanks for asking, Andy. Appreciate that. Um, if anybody has any questions or wants to reach out, they can go to merged.ca, M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. Also, uh, I've got a marketing podcast as well. If you want to check that out, Andy was featured there a few weeks back. It's at merged.ca slash podcast. Well, this has been great. Is there anything else you would like to add before we wrap it up today? Yeah, I mean, if uh, you know, I, also, I appreciate the time uh, and you giving me this opportunity to speak on your platform, Andy. You know, it's uh, I think it's a it's a great opportunity to really you know reach a network of people that's outside of your existing network. So I really do appreciate that. And if anybody wants to have a discovery call with me, I'd be more than happy to hop on a hop on a, a discovery call, um, free discovery call, just to understand your business and and maybe see if we're that missing puzzle piece. All right. Well, this has been great. Thank you for joining us, Jason. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for today. Remember, if you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us an honest review. And if you're looking for more information regarding connecting with Jason or Merged Marketing Media, you will find the links in the show notes below. In addition, if you're looking for more information on growing your business, check out our all-new podcast resource center available at www.makeeachclickcount.com. We've compiled all our different past guests by show topic and included each of their contact information in case you would like more information on any services that I've discussed during previous episodes. Well, that's it. Remember to stay safe, keep healthy, and happy marketing. And I will talk to you in the next episode. 
This has been the Make Each Click Count podcast. Remember, those that want to make more sales and profits online, listen to this podcast. The ones that want to discover how to do it faster, invest in themselves and their business through Make Each Click Count University. Join our private Make Each Click Count Facebook group or send us an email to info at makeeachclickcount.com. We want to know who you are and any questions that you may have regarding online marketing. <laughs>